This is an ultimate global podcast. Hello, and welcome to our Daily Dose podcast, covering all about day-to-day global affairs. You're listening to Saurabh Kora and George Mavros from Sydney. Hello, and good afternoon to everyone who is joining us from Sydney and Australia. And what a pleasant week this is for all of us. Uh, after listening to what was announced yesterday, a lot of new freedoms coming for people who are going to be vaccinated or who are already vaccinated. And NSW government in Australia have announced some new rules once the state reaches 80% vaccination rate on October 11th. Um, in fact, 70% of, on October 11th and 80% later on in the month. And also once the 90% mark is touch-based on the December 1st. And some of the you know, points which I want to touch base upon, which I'm sure a lot of people are excited to know, is when are the pubs going to open? When are the restaurants going to open? Uh, most of those things are going to open when we reach that 70% mark on um, 11th of October. But if you want to stand in a pub, Probably it's not the right time. You'll have to wait till later on in the month. And similarly for hairdressers, I was talking to Joshua a few days back that I really want that to open <laughs> as soon as possible. I think um, you'll but, for, I think but for that, yeah, but for that, you'll have to again wait if you want as many customers as you want in your hairdresser or hair saloon. You need to wait for 80% to reach. But for 70% mark, you can still have five customers per time slot in a hair salon. So great news coming, Joshua. What's your take on this? It's uh, the much needed transparency that I think we've just been absolutely craving. Um, I would suggest, I don't, I don't want to have a pessimistic lens on this, but I, but this should have come three or four weeks ago, I, I think. Um, so to have this finally, you know, better late than never, I suppose, it's good to know that exactly, you know, what will happen and when people can begin to plan I mean, the concept of planning an event is 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 so stigmatized. People are so afraid. Um, tonight, I'm sitting down with my with my wife, and we're we're going to be looking at the, uh, the the regulations and saying, okay, so we can have our five friends from this at come at this point, and we can have our housewarming at this point, and we can you know have a picnic, a twenty person picnic on this day, and so we can you know it's that's I think a very sorely missed component of of life you know the capacity to plan social events with to see loved ones and friends and whatnot so yeah i think it's great absolutely but we are uh, i don't think we are still clear about the fact that what happens to the people who are the close contacts of covid-19 clear cases you know so what will happen to fully vaccinated close contacts of covid-19 cases if if and when the restrictions is isn't it yeah look it's obviously the picture is not perfectly clear uh, around that. What I'm excited about was today's announcements that we will be receiving from November 1st. Um, do uh, At home, do, do it yourself, COVID um, rapid antigen tests. That that I think will serve quite help. You know, we'll, we'll, it's a piece to that question you've just raised, Sarah, that I think we'll have uh, with people being able to test themselves in 15 minutes. Um, you know, that really does add something. We've seen it. We've seen that um, this intervention, public health intervention being utilized across Europe um, and the States. And it does definitely give us another, you know, a, a weapon, so to speak, in, in the fight against the pandemic. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I think what people might also be looking at this figure of uh, participating in events that up to 200 people now can be mm-hmm. in the events, 500 people in ticketed events. Now, what it does is it also increases opportunities and opens up more jobs in the hospitality sector, in the event sector. But it it again raises the probability that the cases might rise back again, as Scott Marson has already pointed out. But again, I think we need to be ready for that as well, isn't it? Absolutely. We should not be thinking that COVID will disappear on October 11th. It most certainly will not. In fact, we'll probably see a resurgence. That's to be expected. Um, and that's why we've seen the dialogue and the, uh, you know, the, the narrative change from us closely monitoring uh, the no, you know, the, the number of cases to the number of vaccinated people, because as we all know by now, it's been drilled into our minds, or at least hopefully it has been for all of us, that unfortunately, COVID, especially the Delta strain, a COVID zero situation is simply not possible for many years to come, uh, and it will become just like the flu in the same way that no one in Sydney, you know, there's never there's never been a time when zero people didn't have the flu um, in, in, in a particular region. So yes, we should expect that things will get worse and it's going to be difficult and people will die. Uh, but we've done all we can. There's vaccination, that, that's it. That's all. There's nothing more. There's nothing else coming, so to speak. So we, so we, we, can, we can travel forth, I think, knowing that we have done the absolute best we can in keeping ourselves at home for so many months and now it's just time to yeah it it is officially the time to begin to work back to a a sense of normality do you agree with that sir yeah and what a great litmus test is going to be for australia because this has been the worst case situation for sydney and australia Mm. in since the time the pandemic began because australia and sydney we're never prepared for that to come, that there will be one day where you will see a sudden jump in cases and then you'll have to enter into a three to four month lockdown. So it's a good litmus test now coming ahead for Sydney once they open up the lockdown and what happens after that? Because um, the education minister has also op- uh, opened mm. up the plan for international students. Uh, we all know that a lot of international students might also be listening to us that People or students who are studying from their home countries at the moment might be able to travel to Australia by end of the year or most probably by beginning of the next year. What a great news for them as well. Absolutely. No, that's good. I mean, of course, from international students, schools here in the state on October 25th um, reopening. It's yeah, it's so lovely to hear of some, you know, more concrete, definitive timelines around absolutely staple parts of our functioning our functioning society that you know that we had pre-covid it's fantastic and also uh, i think in this week we also got this news that vaccine hesitancy is reaching at its lowest levels since the time the pandemic began in australia 90 percent mm-hmm. of the people now feel that they should get vaccinated there are only 10 percent of the people who are still a bit hesitant about that vaccination but i'm quite sure that in the coming days once they see the benefits of these uh, of getting vaccinated and once they see that, I'm sure that the 10% will also change. And uh, kudos to some of the councils in Sydney. I would like to really congratulate those councils, including the Blacktown Council and a lot of other councils who have reached a record vaccination rate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was so surprised and happy to see that 
councils like Blacktown have reached a single vaccination of 95 percent and double vaccination of 68 percent. Incredible job, Blacktown people, and also councils like those, isn't it? Absolutely. No, that is very, very true. The way that the community has rallied to combat and absolutely do everything they can in the face of of the disease is an absolutely admirable um, effort. Um, it does mean that when when freedoms release, you know, when we experience freedoms, we're going to see those suburbs. I, I expect to see a flip from west to east, actually, of of you know of of hotspots and whatnot, just because of the vaccination rates. And unless the, the eastern suburbs pick up the act, I suppose, and and match what Western Sydney have achieved. Um, then I, yeah, I expect to see that. Unfortunately, there'll be a heavier toll on on the freedoms as a result of the freedoms in the east. And I also, I mean, on your comments relating to yeah, that ninety percent. It's as as some as a, my, my PhD is in vaccine hesitancy. What a delight it was to see such a high number in this in this latest survey. Um, I've been I've been conducting interviews for my uh, for my research in in the last couple of weeks, and of course I can't speak yet. The data is, the start, data is still being collected, but I do have to say that the the feelings, the sentiments that people who do not want to, I've been speaking with people who do not want to become vaccinated, um, who do not intend to vaccinate, that there is definitely a need for, uh, you know, the, the, this ten percent, so to speak, need special attention, and there's and there are particular concerns addressed. So it will take, you know, really tailored and unique uh, public health interventions communicated in a very particular way to really minimize that 10% to, you know, 5% and even smaller, hopefully, in the coming weeks and months. Well, New South Wales has already declared a plan. We are still waiting for a concrete plan coming from other states, including Victoria, Queensland and uh, Western Australia. Uh, these are the states who have been very cautious in their measures. Uh, they, have they have still not declared what... Uh, the freedoms will look like once they reach 70%, 80%, or once they reach fully vaccinated people. So what are the freedoms that they're going to have? Um, have you been reading about that? Yes. Uh, and I have to say that I do, I, I'm quite grateful to be living in New South Wales at the moment, just because, yeah, we have been provided with that transparency, while other states have not. Um, they're still in a state of uncertainty. Uh, there is not good communication between the state leaders and its population. I mean, the terrible fact that today, Victoria, uh, after so many months, now have higher cases than New South Wales. I mean, Victoria in particular has had a very unfortunate run with COVID. I mean, they are the most locked down region in the entire world. And I think that, that, that without some much needed transparency soon, the continued protesting and, and uh, you know, really terrible scenes of strikes and, and now we're hearing of, you know, other, other potential long-term effects just get worse if some definitive boundaries are not placed. So, uh, yeah, I would suggest that the other states follow suit with what our, our premier has done. In fact, if you look at Victoria was not doing uh, bad if we if we go back to June this yeah. year, they were doing pretty well as compared to Sydney. Yeah. There was a sudden shift after uh, August. What we saw that there were some protests in Melbourne, uh, also in Sydney, which actually took back Melbourne to where it was probably last year, isn't it? 
That's right. I mean, it's uh, the building up of anger and resentment is obviously just coming to a head now, and it's going to take significant uh, levels of truthful communication and positive acts in the eyes of the community to really rebuild this trust and and social you know integrity of the state. And as we are heading towards uh, freedom for Australia, Joshua, uh, we might be opening borders with countries, several countries, including Singapore, UK, probably European countries as well. Mm. What are you looking to travel when the borders open, whenever yeah. the borders open, which is the first country in your travel list? The top one at the moment is Great Britain. Uh, Rachel, my wife, has family there. We actually had an entire 17 country a European extravaganza trip of a lifetime planned uh, back in March of last year, and it was cancelled three days before. You know, obviously, I, I think my story is very common, but out of all the places, the most reasonable one in terms of, you know, safety and, and ease is is Great Britain. So, fingers crossed. What about you? Oh, I already did a, a Europe trip two years back, what oh, of great. ten country, ten countries, and thirteen cities. Yeah. Oh, so that was a great trip. Um, I'm Did sure you might want to, you might yeah. want to see my itinerary after this podcast. Yeah, I'll share great. it with you. <laughs> Absolutely. And where would you like to go after, um, you know, we can begin to travel? Where's the first place you would like to go to? Firstly, I would definitely want to go back to my home country if it opens back, uh, because obviously I have my family living there, but I'm not too sure what happens with countries like India, China, mm. Brazil mm. with high number of cases. Yeah. Absolutely. So we might have to wait for these countries probably till mid next year. Yeah. But for countries like UK, Japan, Singapore, Europe, I'm sure that Australians are always eager to travel to those countries yes. as soon as possible. Absolutely. So great news for Australia. Mm -hmm. And I hope that, you know, these freedoms continue to ease. People who are still hesitant, um, probably think before you do that, because uh, once you get that vaccination dose, there is a lot of freedoms that you can attain. Uh, otherwise, the people who are still unvaccinated will have to stay at home, will have to follow the stay at home orders till 1st of December, which I'm sure most of the people don't want to do that. So, guys, if you're watching this podcast and if you are still unvaccinated, this is the right time for you to get that first jab. Or if you have got the first jab, don't shy away from taking the second jab. Joshua. Ah, Tarab, I would disagree with you. I think it's now is not the right time. The right time was months ago. <laughs> you're very late to the party <laughs> if you are not vaccinated yet. I think that um, these vaccines have proven to be, I mean, when we're considering such high rates, at this point, you know, you if, if you were waiting for people to go before you, that has happened. People have gone before you. They have taken the plunge. And now it is your turn. It is now you, these vaccines are, compared to other vaccines, safe. They are effective. Uh, and, and and we just like the flu, get the shot. Become, you know, keep yourself safe. The, the, the long-term effects of COVID-19, even though it's been around for, you know, 19 months or so, are very well documented and and. We don't even know what's to come. So let's get vaccinated and let's, and let's uh, get back to normal. Absolutely. And yesterday, I think Joe Biden is, uh, was getting the third, third jab, which is a booster mm -hmm. shot in the United States. Yeah. So let's get the double jabs, guys. Um, and um, I hope to see many of you who might be watching us in Sydney uh, through this virtual way of interaction. 
at the ultimate global podcast we are also planning a very big face to face event once the lockdown gets over so i hope to see a lot of people coming together for that event and joining us uh, uh, to interact and give us more ideas on how we can make this better for you more interactive for you and as usual before we end i would like to tell you that we are already out on apple itunes and spotify so if you don't have time to listen to the video and you are probably traveling here or there which i know you can't do that but if you are going out for an exercise you can also listen to us on apple itunes spotify just type in ultimate global podcast and you'll find us there so you can follow us on that channel as well and as before i always end i always tell about joshua's lockdown lowdown what a great job he does every week he's producing those uh, 30 to 40 second stories so don't forget to follow his page go to his instagram facebook page and look at the amazing stuff he's doing and uh, congratulations to you i think you do a great job throughout the lockdown i have not seen even a single day when joshua has missed out with his lockdown lowdown great entertainment for his followers Thank you, sir. Likewise, with this fantastic podcast. Thank you so much for inviting me once again to be part of it. Thank you very much for the kind words. Thank you so much. Lovely. Bye.